Hi, I'm Laura Brady, CEO of Concierge Auctions. And hi, I'm Chad Roffers, Chairman of Concierge Auctions. And this is Block Talk. Good afternoon or morning or evening, wherever all of you may be that are on the line with us today. I am Laura Brady. I'm the CEO of Concierge Auctions, and we are excited to welcome you to one of our virtual world tour block talk series. So we are doing a series of these calls that are focused on going around the world to properties that we are selling and profiling the agents and salespeople that are on our team that are helping to execute on the ground with those sales. So we're thrilled to have you with us today and excited to take you from Austin to Dallas to Chicago today. So with us on the call today, we have Dawn McKenna. Dawn, oh, Dawn's, Dawn's gonna be joining us soon, actually. She's on her way. There she is next to Carolyn. Um, Carolyn Wright is a project sales manager with Concierge Auctions, and she's working alongside Dawn on the sale in Chicago that we'll be speaking towards. We have Kyle Cruz on the line, and Kyle is a seller in Dallas. He also is an advisory board member to Concierge Auctions. We've had a long-standing, really positive relationship with Kyle. We found a lot of success together in the past. And his representing agent Sanders is also with us there in Dallas. So welcome, Kyle and Sanders. And then Thank we you. have Beth Druitt from Moreland Properties in Austin. Hi, Beth. And Josh Hawkins is with Beth from the Concierge Project Management team. So we have a, a great lineup today. The seven of us will get started and then Dawn's gonna join at any minute. Let's see, two, four, six. We will have seven when she arrives. <laughs> um, we are today going to be taking questions from any of you who are on the line. We'll have live questions within the GoToMeeting control panel that you have on your screen. So you'll see there's a drop down section that's called questions. You can type in your questions there. Our team is gonna be collecting those. And if I can toss them into the discussion as we go through over the next 45 minutes or so, I'll do that. If we don't get to the questions during the discussion, then we will attempt to answer them all at the end after we go through the tour. So feel free to ask anything and everything. Um, we're excited to have you here and we look forward to having this be a dynamic discussion today. So let's get started. I'm actually just going to give a little bit of information about concierge auctions for those of you who are on the line and don't yet know us. We are a luxury real estate auction firm. So we sell only high end properties and we specialize in selling them on a predetermined time frame. Our typical time frame for exposing a property is four to six weeks. And in 12 years, as this slide says, we have been active in 29 countries and 40 US states. Um, we've amassed a database, which many people um, think of as one of our kind of biggest attributes that we offer of over 600,000 contacts um, throughout all the properties that we've sold. And thus we're able to tap into that list of buyer interest with every property that we sell. Um, and we have a fully digital bidding platform, which we'll talk about in a minute. Actually, after we tour these three properties, we're gonna give some tidbits about how to register to bid on them, or if you're a representing real estate agent, how to register your clients. And in that, we'll also talk a little bit about our bidding platform. So let's get going. I'm gonna move into Austin. So I thought I would tee up Beth a little bit to talk about the Austin market for us, just in general, what's so fabulous about Austin. I'll say I live in Austin too. So I'm coming live from Austin, but from a different location than they are. So tell me how great our city is. Well, it's fabulous. Um, I am not a native Austinite, but I've been here for over 30 years, raised four sons here actually on one of the lakes. The same reason uh, my husband and I came is the same reason a lot of other people are coming for what it has to offer, both aesthetically, um, outdoors, nature-loving folks, our music scene, now our restaurant scene, and frankly, our tech industry and, and business. So we pretty much hit and check all the boxes. Yep. A lot of migration, as I know is the case in all three of the cities that we're talking about today, a lot of migration from both the east and west coast coming to these central cities right now. No sales tax, 
you know, reasonable property taxes versus other places too. Correct. We've seen a lot of um, uh, West Coast, but um, we are seeing equal um, interest from the East Coast, especially now, I should say. But but we were seeing that last year as well. So um, we have a lot of pent up demand here. We are still very much a seller's market with a lack of inventory. Right. And then moving into Dallas to the point of um, East Coast migration, Kyle, I was just talking to a friend who's a mortgage lender and he wrote a loan for a big luxury property in Dallas from a family coming out of New York City that just wanted to get out of the city and bought this property sight unseen. So what else is going on there in Dallas? Well, much like our, our neighbors there in Austin, uh, the there's a lot of advantages to uh, living and working in Texas. We're especially fortunate here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area with an incredible uh, international airport. We can be anywhere quickly or with little effort. We are seeing a lot of relocation. Uh, Uber has just recently announced a relocation a few blocks from here. We're actually in the uptown Dallas area, which is near downtown Dallas. It's a very vibrant area. And uh, we, we have a lot to be thankful for. We, had a, we work with a brokerage firm uh, by the name of Allie Beth Allman and Associates. And I'm pleased to say that our production in April and May is right on track for what we were doing last year. So we've come through these times in a very healthy manner. Excellent. Okay, and Carolyn, maybe you can fill us in a little bit on what's going on in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's in an interesting place right now. Um, a lot of people are fleeing downtown, fleeing the city for the suburbs, which is great for our current opportunity we have here. But we are seeing, you know, people wanting a little bit more wide open spaces. The schools are great out here in the suburbs. Um, and a lot of the luxury properties today are staying on the market for three or 400 days. So auction platform is becoming more and more relevant. Yeah, def definitely we're seeing, um, clients that are looking for maybe more square footage than they had in the past 90 days ago and or residences like where Kyle is branded Ritz-Carlton residence you know that's always going to have inherent value in it you know there's definitely kind of a shift in what I don't know if it would if it would be necessarily shift but more confidence in branded properties and then of course this the suburb kind of movement Josh, are you and Beth ready to get into talking about your property in particular? I can go through, I'm going to go through some slides on the website so that people can get used to the photography or see the photography while you're talking. But I'll also add that for everyone who's on the line, we have great videography and virtual immersion, you know, assets on the website for all of these properties. So after the call, if you wanna kind of explore that yourself and or call any of our teams that are here um, to have kind of a personal tour, you can do that too. For the ease of the go-to meeting, I'm gonna show still photos as we talk about the properties. So I'll go into this one first. Awesome, yeah, we're located on Lake Travis. So we're about 45 minutes outside Austin. Um, we're in the Lake Cliff community. It's a private gated community. And the address is 2924 Cliff Point, and it's a beautiful 19,000 square foot home, Mediterranean style. It's on a point, so it really stands out when you're on the water of Lake Travis, but you have everything in this house. I mean, you have so many different... Uh, yeah, tennis court, chapel, game rooms, libraries, you name it. But but I think what's really breathtaking, and, and we would have positioned ourselves in front of this this window, if, if the lighting would have been right, but it's just that you are on um, a peninsula just with a massive lake view, as you can see in that photo. Lake Travis is a gorgeous lake with many areas to boat, fish, you know, ski on and do all the water sports. This property is a little over or about three and a half acres and it's breathtaking. We're in a golf course community a country mm -hmm. club community very friendly people out very here friendly. lots of nature mm -hmm. beautiful wildflowers all around us right now just as I drove up today it's just still breathtakingly beautiful I beg to differ that it's 45 minutes outside of Austin it's closer <laughs> it, it just it it takes me from my home really about 29 minutes right right so yeah the other thing yeah. there's 100 uh, feet of waterfront as well so you have a lot of waterfront um, in front of the property uh, um, a 
private dock, um, a tram that goes down to the water, um, you know, and all the features that you mentioned as well. But it's, uh, you know, tucked away. And like Carolyn was saying about Chicago, being out in Spicewood, Texas, you really, you know, you get away from the city um, and, you know, you're back with space around you, um, you know, like, like Carolyn is saying that everyone's seeing in Chicago. Sure. Um, there is an elevator here. Um, there's private quarters, guest quarters. There is a tram that will take you to the boat dock, but it's really just an easy set of stairs down to it. But if anybody needed a tram, they do have that. You can also take a golf cart all the way down to the water. This is the wine cellar that we're looking at now. Beautiful wine cellar, beautiful door. You go down and it's uh, the only space underneath the house, but it's got kind of a meeting room type style, uh -huh. uh, wine tasting type style. Uh, to it. And knowing the area, I can say that there is so much popping up in the Spicewood area. Um, clearly, downtown Austin has so many great things to offer, the music, the food, you know, liveliness. But in Spicewood, there are also a lot of new distilleries and wineries, and the schools are fabulous. And this much water frontage is so unusual. You're about 20 five minutes away or less to the Hill Country Galleria, which is um, shopping, restaurants, et cetera. And it just keeps moving this way. So there will be more and more, I'll call it big retail coming towards this way. But I agree with you on the wineries and, and distilleries are popping up left and right over here. Mm -hmm. A lot of activities in terms of outdoors. There's, you know, natural waterfalls and springs that, you know, you can go hiking out here and, you know, all the different types of outdoor activities as well. Pace Bend Park is a big draw. I know it drew, draws my four sons, which scares me as they jump off cliffs, but that's just <laughs> right around the corner. A lot of outdoor activities right here, yet you're minutes away. From that's right. Yeah, when people think about or hear about uh, a lot of the water and natural springs in Austin, most of it is out that direction. There is Barton Springs in town, but Hamilton Pool Road and all of the other areas that you discussed are within minutes of this property. Okay, great. Well, let's come back to how people can um, get involved to bid at the end. We're gonna go into the Dallas property next. Sanders and I are here in residence 202, which is a 4,400 square foot, four bedroom, four full baths, has two half baths. Uh, it's a custom residence, it's the only one like it. And we're looking out over a very large terrace that has a view of the resort pool and courtyard. So there's a lot of treetop views here, as well as the downtown Dallas skyline. For those of you familiar with the uptown area, we're immediately adjacent to downtown Dallas. It's a very walkable neighborhood, has over 80 restaurants within walking distance, a uh, vintage trolley and all kind of great pedestrian oriented attributes to the neighborhood. You're looking here at the foyer of the home and the gallery, suitable for large art. As you enter the home, you come into actually two different living areas, a large kitchen. There is a separate catering kitchen. Here's the dining room that we're actually sitting in right now and the view to the terrace. This is down looking into uh, the living room area and the gas fireplace. There are actually two gas fireplaces in the home. We are the only residence in the Southwest that is managed by the Ritz-Carlton Company. The Ritz-Carlton Dallas Hotel is immediately adjoining us and our owners enjoy incredible amenities from the hotel and the spa, as well as from the ladies and gentlemen who work here 24 hours a day, taking care of our needs. This is a, a view of the catering kitchen, which can also use, serve as a guest kitchen for overnight visitors. We can actually close off a portion of this home and have a full guest suite when the need arises. And Kyle, you have been involved in Uptown Dallas since there was not an Uptown Dallas from the very beginning. Well, thank you, Laura. Uh, I've been very fortunate to work with some wonderful people over the years and actually uh, defining, we named it Uptown when no one wanted to live down here and started the first public improvement district in Texas, the Uptown PID, which has been very successful in attracting all kinds of business and, and restaurants and retail. And now a lot of folks live in Uptown and we're very proud of it. It's a great address. My wife, Ann and I have enjoyed living here for over 25 years. And we've actually lived here in residence 202 for uh, since the building was new. Sanders and I served as the exclusive listing agents 
for this beautiful building. And we've absolutely loved living here. We've got great neighbors and great staff. It's a pretty boutique building too, um, in regards to just the overall size of the building. Originally, there was a, a 96 units that were originally slated for construction here. But throughout the number of years that we were selling this, people have conjoined homes together and that number's diminished quite a bit to about, I think about 85 units. So pretty boutique in nature. And as Kyle was mentioning, the benefits of being with a, a Ritz-Carlton affiliated brand is that you do get the benefits if you do travel. So if you were traveling to other parts of the country or other parts of the world, you are able to get benefits and preferred benefits from these other locations, which is a really big draw if you do travel, which a lot of high-rise clientele typically do. This is a nice thing where you can lock and leave and not necessarily have to worry about the maintenance and the upkeep of your home. And I want to point out the home has four parking spaces and then two climate-controlled storage rooms downstairs. It actually lives like a house. It's a big place. There's a lot of storage. There's a lot of rooms. We've had social functions in here and entertained over 100 people at a time in this residence. It kind of lives like a house on the second floor. And so unique in that part of downtown to even have those that many parking spaces. <laughs> Once they resume, you can walk to the sporting events downtown too, right? Yes, and the uh, uptown neighborhood is opening up. Our, our restaurants are re-emerging uh, and there is a lot of street activity. We're just a few blocks from the, the Clyde Warren Deck Park, which is a great amenity with food trucks and what have you. Arts District, all the uh, museums, the symphony, everything is really at a moment two blocks away, seriously, from the location that we're sitting in right now. So the walkability factor here is, is really wonderful in the event that you even work down here, really a work, live, and play environment, which is really a big draw for a lot of our people that are relocating here to the Texas market. I'll also mention there's a large percentage of our ownership own ownership in this building have second and third homes elsewhere. The building's fully occupied. It's been sold out for some time. The values have been uh, increasing, yet it's never very crowded because no one's ever all here at the same time. Yeah. Well, thank you both. Don, welcome. Let's let's move into to your property, Don. If you and Carolyn can fill us in a little bit, I'll go through, same, I'll go through the page on our website while you're talking about the benefits of the Sunnybrook Road property. Well, I'm very proud to have my name on this house because, um, you know, it's interesting, um, the whole auction process, you know, people, at least around here, are, are kind of, um, cautiously optimistic about it and what I tried to tell people is this is like a beautiful rare piece of art that they're lucky enough to be bidding on I mean this house resembles my own house so I'm definitely it's a favorite of mine it's an amazing amazing family home but it's funny you could have a few horses on this I mean you're you're 30 35 minutes from the city of Chicago just due west it's over three acres I think it's 3.13 acres it's almost 13,000 square feet but I want to say 13,000 very usable, friendly square feet. These aren't vast, crazy spaces. They're intimate, but they have enough elbow room. It doesn't be, it's so well designed. It's only four years old. Every time I'm here, I mean, this homeowner lovingly cared for this home in such a way that even like the paint on the outside, you don't see any nail pops. It's cedar. It's, it's just really, really, really well maintained. There's no maintenance. Every I could shut off every light in this house and it's just flooded with sunlight, which is just an absolute prerequisite when you live in Chicago. Nobody says, please, please put me in a dark house. But unbelievable now more than ever with this quarantine and all that we've gone through i mean i want i i come running here i mean i was a little late today but i come running here because i feel like as soon as i walk over that threshold it's like like an aha moment you feel like you're in the country but you're not i mean you're five minutes from Glen Ellen downtown, which is super like Norman Rockwell setting, restaurants, Starbucks, super cute. There's a ton to do around here, walking trails and paths and parks, private schools, public schools. You've got it all right here, but you feel like mm -hmm. a different world. We've got a sports court that, uh, you know, can be a pickleball court or a tennis court, but I, you know, I have a hockey player, so the owner floods it. And so it's a huge hockey rink right in your backyard. 
We've got the cutest treehouse fort that has like a gangplank with an outlook. And then the homeowner built it with his family and they have like bunk beds and a little family room. It's so cute. They've got an unbelievable potting shed inside the garage and you've got almost four car garage, which is awesome. And it's like 10 feet from the house, but it's also, this house is very, very set back. So it's super private and it's a long driveway, but it's not meandering. It's just, you, you come over this space and you come in and just can't wait to get there. This is the first house I've ever had that I can't decide where I want to do my video. <laughs> there's four sides of this. And usually there's like two sides that look good and a couple sides that are bare. These people spent a ton of money on architecture. Every view from this house on, on the outside is impeccable. You know, porch parties on that porch. You could have probably 100 people on that porch. But also, I think it's worth noting that there's like three opportunities to have amazing offices in this house. So you've got a first floor, beautiful library office that, I mean, you could hold a conference in, but you also have two other places where you can put a beautiful office or a flex room that I would love to do my Zoom calls from. It's also a walkout basement and you've got all the accoutrements. You've got, you know, an awesome wine room. You've got a, a, a media room. You've got a beautiful bar area. You've got a workout room. There's nothing this home doesn't have. I think my favorite rooms, I don't know how you feel because you've been living here, but um, their family room, like the room we're in right now is kind of like their kitchen hearth room, which is probably like where the family gathers. Like you're cooking, you're talking to your kids about what they did for their homework or they didn't do. All right here, it's very intimate. But right outside here is a huge room that's so cozy. And right above that is their master bath. And I would I, I have to say it is the four seasons all the way. I think to answer your question, my favorite thing is the outdoor spaces. There's eight outdoor spaces, gathering spaces. There's fire pit, there's a gazebo, there's screened in porch in, in case there's a buggy night. And there's so many different opportunities for different groups to gather outside. And, and I'm an outdoor person, so I love that. In the master, I, I, I need to point this out. I was a designer before I was a realtor. so. I'm really picky about symmetry and sight lines and the tub is right over the middle of the house and you see it to the left, that beautiful window and it's right looking on the backyard. So I keep saying in my videos like, oh my gosh, I'd be narking on my kids from the bathtub the whole time and they wouldn't know, but it's just, it was just so well thought out that I think it's, it's so rare that you get an opportunity like this. Usually some of these houses, whether auction or not, there's something that you want to change. I don't even know what anybody would change in this house. Yeah, you can really work, live, and play here. Yeah. The fact that it's only four years old, too, is surprising that the architecture is so timeless. I mean, it looks like it could have been there for years in amazing condition and also can survive for years and still be that kind of timeless classic design. Yeah. It's that perfect blend of sophistication but relatable I could see 10 kids in here I mean the owner had two dogs and you would never know it I mean it's just yeah they use all the right materials and even the paint everything about it you don't see any gaps splits someone's going to get a real treasure in this house really gorgeous now that everyone has fallen in love with the properties hearing about them let's get into how people can register to bid and get involved or actually first how people can come to see the properties if they're interested. So maybe the three of you could talk through how you're facilitating showings right now. I know that a lot of the markets also have different rules of if there are any showing regulations or what have you. So let's start with Josh, what's your showing cadence right now? Yeah, so we're showing the house every day from one to four, um, our typical process. Uh, we're open, we have masks, we have sanitizer, you know, we're doing, uh, everything to keep you know safe and you know all the precautions, but we're pretty much wide open here in Austin in terms of of real estate and showings. You know, anytime anybody wants a private showing, you can either contact Beth or I, and you know we can open open up the house you know whenever outside of that one to four window as well. No one's living in the house right now, so it's you know we have full access to show. And Sanders, how about in Dallas? Uh, yes, very similar to what Joshua just said. We uh, are holding the house open from one to four daily by appointment only, but we also will be wearing masks and handing out masks for anybody that is previewing. 
Uh, we obviously will also do showings outside those timeframes, but it will be by appointment. We actually just had a showing uh, right before this, this seminar. So you can contact myself or Kyle as well as concierge to uh, set up that private showing. Wonderful. And so Don and Carolyn, what are we doing in Chicago right now? So things aren't quite as open here in Illinois yet, so we aren't holding open houses, but um, by appointment, any time of the day or night, we're available um, for private showings with all of the appropriate safety precautions. We're in phase three, so hopefully <laughs> next week we can do an open house where there's not more than 10 people in the house at one time, so maybe I can take them through and she can entertain or right. vice versa, but we're going to do our best to, to get more her. people. Yeah, <laughs> There's plenty of room in this house. We can stay far apart. And Josh and Beth have some prospects at the property right now, so that's why we they're... We're pretty busy, rocking and rolling here. So we, I think, have some a guest of one of our registered bidders and then a another prospect that is extremely interested. So we're excited, but I'm going to mute out because... Because we can hear them back there. <laughs> We're going to talk about steps to winning at auction. First, getting started with how do people become involved in participating in an auction property? Um, I'll touch on a few of these and then maybe I'll toss them to you, Carolyn, or, or anyone else. Actually, Kyle, you and Sanders have worked with us on sales in the past, and I know everyone else, Don and Beth, know what to expect here. But as we're talking about participating in an auction, the first few slides here are general as to if you're participating in any kind of real estate purchase, figuring out where you want to buy a property, and then narrowing that search into like what kind of lifestyle you're looking for. So if you're looking in Austin on the water, then you're giving Beth a call for this property, for example. Um, what I was going to bring up on this slide too, though, is that a lot of buyers in an auction atmosphere aren't as geographically contained as they may be on a regular purchase sale. What I mean by that is the opportunity that's presented by purchasing a Ritz-Carlton residence in Dallas through auction may open someone's eyes to buying that type of product if they weren't actively looking for that because they see the opportunity that the auction presents. So figuring out what type of property that you want to buy and then, of course, researching the market and what are the other comps that are in the market. Um, in our process, we always have, as we have in, in this lineup here today, a project sales manager that is assigned to the assignment. Um, with Kyle and Sanders, Jennifer is working alongside them as our project sales manager for concierge auctions. And then we always have a listing agent also on the property. So as we're researching the market, we look forward to having our agents that are here with us today educate you as they have been today on the dynamics of the market. We rely very heavily on the expertise um, of the agents and then we serve as the auction experts and of course educate you on how to get involved in the auction. So then learning about the auction process. So we have a slide here um, with some auction basics. Josh or Carolyn, is one of, do you want to take these points? Yeah, we typically have two auction formats, no reserve and reserve auctions. I am at a no reserve auction. Uh, as you keep going down here, you have contingency free 30 day average closing. That's typically our uh, closing 30 days. Uh, we do all of our due diligence upfront for our buyers. So when you go to our property pages, you see all of our due diligence from title, draft of the purchase agreement, disclosures, HOA, what have you, all of that. So, you know, you can do your due diligence for the next four to six weeks before the auction. Carolyn, do you want to step in? Sure, sure. There's three steps to registering. It's pretty easy. And your project sales manager on site can, can help take you through this. I've done this in, a, you know, a matter of 10 minutes before. So it, it can happen really fast if we need it to. You sign our terms and conditions, just agreeing to participate versus the rules. You're going to name your agent um, who's getting commissioned. So that's another really important thing to mention too, is anybody who is bringing a buyer is going to be getting you know full commission and, and also the seller. You're also going to state your opening bid on that same Form. And I know Laura's going to touch a little bit more on opening bids and, and strategies there. And then you're going to wire 100K to a third-party escrow partner. You'll get that back in 48 business hours if you're not the winning bidder. Otherwise, it's applied at closing. You got that yeah. down, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, so, and a buyer's premium. So the terms and conditions of the auction detail that our buyer premium is 12%. So on top of the buyer's high bid, they will be paying a premium that helps to cover fees that are associated with the sale. And then protected agent commissions, Carolyn mentioned that we always offer a full commission to the buyer's representing agent. I think that's very important in this type of transaction. Most of our buyers do want to be represented by an agent who's the expert for them. And we have actually never sold a property in 12 years that we did not offer commissions on both sides of the transaction. So that is a common question when it comes to auctions is to, is whether you know commissions are protected, whether agents are always involved. And for us, it's a core tenant of ours. It's actually one of our core values is to be agent friendly. Um, we, the, our founders and many of our leaders grew out of the real estate industry, um, as did I, and knowing the importance of agents. And when we have good agent involvement, we get better prices because the agents are able to um, you know, substantiate true market value to their clients. So excited for any of you who are on the line who are agents and have the potential of bringing clients our way and if you are a potential buyer or seller excited to have you you know find the right person to represent you auction basics doing your diligence in advance so josh mentioned that we have a diligence page on every property on our website so josh what are some common items that might be in the diligence that's available yeah, typically you'll see a draft of the purchase contract. You'll see seller disclosures. You'll see title free and clear, you know, from termite inspections to house inspections. I've got a few people in the house behind me, sorry. You know, everything from HOA, um, you know, if, if that applies, you know, everything from expenses, anything that's going to help the buying process that we have, we're going to put up there um, in that package. Yeah. So like for Sanders and Kyle, if there are homeowners association docs for the Ritz-Carlton, can they be reviewed before the auction? Absolutely. Yes. And they should be because um, in all of our auction sales, the important part of this slide is that there is no post-auction contingencies. There are no post-auction contingencies. So you need to do all of that research in advance, which is why we work really closely with our agents to put together a very comprehensive packet that every buyer can review and feel confident that they've done their research in order to place their bids on auction day. So if you even want to send an inspector to do your own inspection, if we don't have an inspection available, which we often do, or any other research, if you want to bring your interior designer or whatever, that, whatever else, it should be done ahead of the auction. And if there are any diligence items that are missing um, as you're looking for properties or maybe if they're not missing, but if you if you think that you would like more diligence, you can also request that from us and we can see either if it's available or if we can have it conducted for you. Yeah, I was going to say use us. You know, we're, you know, like most of us right now at the house every single day, one to four. Right. So use us virtually, too. You know, if you're somewhere else, you need to you know, look at the roof line because you saw something in the inspection call us, um, you know, we can walk outside and video or what have you and show you right away, you know, if you can't come to the property. So use us as a resource, uh, you know, on the, on the ground as well. Yeah, that's a great point, Josh. Actually, in these three markets that we're talking about today, y'all have all already started to open up after the shelter's in place. There are some markets where full inspections have been conducted virtually. We've had agents or project sales managers walking around with video camera for the inspectors to see certain elements of the property so that can still can still be done so that you can you know purchase with confidence even if you haven't set foot in the property so developing an auction strategy carolyn mentioned our opening bid incentive or the fact that you can register for the auction with an opening bid and all three of these properties are offering a 6% opening bid incentive. So I'm going to discuss what that means for everyone who is not familiar with that. Our OBI is a program where if you submit a bid in advance of the auction opening, then you get a credit back on that bid uh, towards your purchase. So it helps to offset the total price of the property, whether that's considered, you know, a reduction on the buyer premium or just in, in the total proceeds that are 
that are paid by you. So I'm gonna explain um, what that means in three different scenarios. We've chosen an arbitrary high bid price for these three scenarios of $6 million. And in this instance, you can see this is if no opening bid is submitted. In other words, you're filling out your terms and conditions of the auction, you're registering, but you want to just start at zero. You will owe, as we mentioned, a 12% buyer premium on top of your high bid. So in total, the consideration of a 6 million high bid plus 720,000 buyer premium would be this total at the bottom, 6,720,000. We're gonna get into two different scenarios that do have opening bids. So in this scenario, there's a $6 million high bid, same high bid as before, same buyer premium at 12%. But in this scenario, if you've placed a $4 million opening bid, in other words, you're putting your foot forward at two thirds of what you want to ultimately end up at the prop with the property for, you get a 6% credit on that opening bid of 4 million. So it's a $240,000 credit. So ultimately your total price is 6.48. Whereas I'll go back if we hadn't submitted an opening bid at 6.72. Okay, so it's that almost quarter of a million dollar, $240,000 savings for showing us that opening bid ahead of the auction. Now for buyers who are willing to put their best foot forward with placing a high bid, very close to where they, they know they'll feel, feel comfortable purchasing the property at 6 million and they place an opening bid at 6 million, then you get the 6% credit on that total of the 6 million. So in this instance, you end up at a 6.36 total consideration. Carolyn, do you wanna add anything to that? Did I describe that okay? Just work with your project sales manager to you know come up with strategy. You know, it, we're, we're here to kind of bounce ideas off and it's definitely something you wanna take advantage of. And it allows, it also allows our seller to see how serious, you know, our bidders really are. So it's, it's a really important strategy. Yes, certainly you don't have to submit an opening bid, but that's just something that helps us ahead of the auction to see what kind of strategy the buyers are working with and where the bidding is going to start from. So opening bids, if you think about them, they're really as if you were placing that bid at the auction you're just placing it ahead of time. So before the auction starts, we actually know that there are already a few bids that are in place, which is helpful um, also to just set our sights on where we think ultimately the other bidders are considering their bidding. Other strategies for auction, we also can, as Carolyn mentioned, talk with any agents or any bidders about you know different ways to consider your bidding. There are some bidders that wait until the very last five minutes of an auction to place their bids. <laughs> there are some that, that start placing bids earlier because they want to show their strength to other bidders that are in the lineup. So the majority of our auctions take place on our mobile bidding app, or it can be seen on our website. Um, as I was scrolling through the properties on our site, you may have seen at the top, there's a bar that, that rolls that shows all of our auctions that are currently open. And anyone at any time can go and watch any of our auctions that are open. Typically auctions are open for three days, sometimes a little bit longer than that, but that's our average. So all three of these auctions are gonna be conducted digitally. And then as you're going through the auction, you can see the other bidders that have been placing bids. It is anonymized, so every bidder has a bidder number. You can't see their name or their face or anything about them. That's one thing that our buyers love about our process is that it's very um, confidential for them. But you can see, for example, if one bidder is really competitive against all the other bidders, then you can tell that that's the same person. It's the same bidder number that's placing those bids. So for buyers, it's a very transparent process for them that they feel comfortable in placing bids because they know where other bids are, that other clients feel comfortable placing their offers just one bid below theirs. And in total, I have on here that our platform has processed over $100 billion in bids. So we've had our digital platform since 2000, the current one since about 2015, but we've actually had digital bidding since 2010 and are really proficient at processing all the bids through the platform. Dedicated representative or phone proxy. Carolyn or Josh, do you wanna, or, or Kyle even, do y'all wanna to touch on, or Sanders if you know, how clients can work with a proxy or a, or have someone on the phone with them? Sure, I'll take that. 
I think a phone proxy is, you know, somebody on their end that might want to bid for them. We do have a form that needs to be signed to show that they're allowing someone to bid on their behalf. And then the rep dedicated representative we have um, are called bidding assistants. During the auction, the very end of the auction there, you're going to be on the phone with somebody who is connected to the auctioneer. They'll you'll be able to place bids through them. You'll be able to ask for lower increments. If we're at a million dollar increment and you want it to go down a little bit, you're not quite comfortable with that increment, you can request that. The auctioneer through your bidding assistant you can request more time. If another bidder places a bid and you need to think about it or crunch some numbers, your bidding assistant can help with that. So it's really, it's really important to kind of be connected and not fully be um, relying on the internet. The other thing too is, you know, we don't want uh, an eBay situation to happen where someone bids the last second, swipe, property's gone, you know, right? You don't have a chance to bid. So that bid assistant at the end of the bidding there is to help facilitate that last 15 to 30 minutes, or it's really competitive, two hours of an auction. Right. So we're making sure that we get all of the bids out of the bidders for sake of bringing the best value for the property and for the seller, of course. As far as questions go, we have received a number of them. So thank you. And y'all can keep submitting questions. We have about 13 more minutes here. How do you define luxury or high end from a property point of view? The fact that we deal in luxury real estate. Well, maybe I'll toss that to you because you deal primarily at Ali Beth and luxury real estate. What do you mean when you say that? It's certainly a quantitative and it can be qualitative from everything to the quality of the finishes to the location. In the situation of a Ritz-Carlton residence, it's defined by services as well as the luxury features in the home. You know it when you see it. That's what we say too. Sometimes we say, you know, would we be proud to have the property, you know, on our homepage? Is it the type of, of property that our clients are looking for because we've positioned ourselves and taken the space in, in the luxury market? But it's not always exactly about price. And plus price varies from market to market as far as, you know, what luxury means. Some, mar some markets I'll you can have an amazing property for a million dollars. Yes, go ahead. I'll add on to that um, a little color. I think now more than ever, space is the new luxury. And and people, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say, surmise that, you know, all these big, huge mansions are going to be coming back in vogue. But I do have to say, especially in my market, two markets, both in Naples, Florida and Chicago, Illinois, and the surrounding suburbs, land and space is all the rage. And I think having gone through something like this, we all heard our families coming back and we were all gathered together. And no matter where we were in our house, we felt like, gosh, if we had a little bit more elbow room. And I, I, I really do think luxury is defined by like relatability and how comfortable things are and how tangible they are. And I think there's going to be a real resurgence in space. Yeah, that's a really good point, Don. Definitely see that lately. If you have any clients, I've I've got a beautiful twenty thousand square foot home here in in Austin. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to you as soon as I sell Sunnybrook. <laughs> you are going to sell Sunnybrook, so you might as well get to them already. Okay, Josh, do bidders have to have an agent, and what if someone wants to bid without an agent? Bidders do not have to be represented by an agent. We have that section in our opening bid escrow form. For you to put down who is your representative as a PSM for two years I've seen both I've seen you know people register without an agent and with an agent a lot of times we'll refer uh, you know to the listing agent if they want a representative but if they are strong and firm about you know not being represented on a property then you know they're able to do so and you know that's their right yeah at their own will I would say that the vast majority of our buyers do register with a representative but if for some reason they are adamant that they don't want to um, we are not their representative we're an auction firm they can go they would have to then you know navigate the purchase themselves all elements of it from contract to closing also if they don't have a representative so we're sure to, when, to describe when do, that when so. we do see buyers that aren't represented but i think it's a testament to you know our diligence that we do and that we get up front you know to make uh, you know buyers comfortable we have a question about the current environment. What are you seeing right now with COVID? Are people still buying? So I think it'd be good to hear from both um, Sanders and from Don on that, or Kyle too, if you want to weigh in. 
No, yeah, we're still seeing a very low supply of inventory in our market, and our buyer activity is uh, increasingly getting stronger and stronger as we're getting away from this COVID shelter in place. So we really haven't seen a dramatic dip. We did see a little bit of a, a bump in the road for the last two months, but uh, our supply level is so low that um, you know if a good piece of property does come on the market, it is still getting gobbled up pretty quick. I would say from from my end, I mean, I was late because I'm literally running around with my hair on fire. Um, we live in Chicago and I represent not only Chicago, but the North Shore and the Western suburbs. And I wish there were 48 hours in a day. I'm, I'm being extremely candid. There's a ton of buyers running from the city right now, but not because the city is bad. It's because maybe they have one or two children and they were thinking, oh, I'll do it in kindergarten. And now they don't have the time constraints of the schools because they don't know if they're going to go back in the fall or they aren't. And so if they were thinking about moving in the next year or two, they're doing it now while the rates are still low. Um, we, we are running on fumes right now and these buyers are coming out to buy. And it's interesting because I'm 51 and all of my people now, this is kind of where they're saying if they can do the six months in a day in Naples, Florida, that's where I sell, that's what they're doing. So what's happening now is we are finding ourselves doing a ton of trades where we've got the young pregnant with their second coming out of Lincoln Park and I'm placing the 60 year old downsizing in their unit and they're coming out to buy this unit. So it it we have not seen we we are up the Dominicana group are is up 27% year to year through all this mm-hmm. so we are not experienced what the united states from a luxury perspective has experienced wonderful in all of your markets i've been you know on different calls with clients in a lot of different markets i think right now it's so market specific as far as how inventory is moving um because of the shelters in place and or the extent of how coronavirus has you know had local effect on health also though there's been a lot of discussion about the fact that the last 90 days have changed everyone's life in so many different ways and whether they've been affected by their job and now maybe are looking to constrain costs and so downsize a little bit or whether they are now looking for more square footage as you mentioned Don, and so to move and so then they're looking to either upsize or just do a lateral price point but somewhere else there's going to be a lot of just movement in real estate and you know or relocating you know kyle mentioned the ability like at the ritz carlton for example now you can have a place and live at the ritz Carlton that you can then leave and have ease of it being left there if you don't have to stay in Dallas and work all year long like you used to. We've we've been hearing from people that are saying like, oh, I'm going to move to Aspen or Maui or somewhere because now I only have to be in, you know, wherever my job is every once in a while. I don't have to live there full time. So to have like a lock and leave um, option. So in other words, just so much, so much movement because of change in life and change in lifestyle lately. It'll be interesting to see how also the pent up demand. I think a lot of when when the shelter in place is opening, there's a lot of pent up demand from people that have just been absorbing content at home, looking at properties. I know our website traffic is double what it is on a typical, you know, in a typical month right now. Um, there are a lot of people that are that are looking and going. We're, we're in the same boat as y'all. Our, our sales have been very steady. Um, we've had actually a higher average bidder count than we had in months prior to COVID. So a lot of participation, even from people that are not able to go see the properties in those areas, a lot of like sight unseen buyers that are, you know, sending someone else on their behalf or relying on virtual tours, but still feeling good about investing in real estate. Okay, so I'm gonna get, I think, to one more question. And then there are a couple more questions that we'll toss Carolyn and Josh and Sanders to y'all after the call to follow up personally with them. How do you make sure that the bidder has the funds when they're bidding online? So this is digging in a little deeper to our registration process. Carolyn, can you touch on that? Sure, yeah, that's one thing we didn't mention earlier. We, we absolutely require proof of funds in order to be fully registered. So in order to bid, you absolutely have to have that. That can be an account statement, a wealth statement. It could be a bank letter showing a line of credit up to a certain amount. So 
you'd be able to, to bid up to whatever amount is shown in your proof of funds and we can work with you to accommodate you know, different different types of groups of funds based on what you have. Yeah, but definitely our team is vetting deeper than just the escrow deposit that's in place. We're needing to make sure that the funds are available to whatever number um, the bidders are contemplating bidding up to. Because again, it's a non-contingent purchase. So everyone bidding on these three properties, you do not have a contingency for a mortgage. You may end up closing with a mortgage. Sometimes that happens, but there's not protection if your loan doesn't come through. So you need to make sure that your funds are, are lined up to close in 30 days. Does everyone have a 30-day closing period here? That's our typical. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning too, after the fact, after the auction's through, the seller and buyer can certainly um, agree on a faster term if they like. That can that can change. If they want to close in 10 days and it's all cash and get it done, then that's absolutely acceptable. Especially because our diligence is already available and titles pre-run. So that's a, another beauty of our process. Okay, I'm, I'm actually going to close out with another question that just came in because I can answer it fairly succinctly. What are the main reasons a seller would use the auction process to sell their home? Actually, I said I was going to answer it. Kyle, you're a seller. Why well, would you the, use concierge well, options? It, it has a, uh, a number of great benefits. You can choose your time frame for getting moved. There is no better way to market a property than through concierge. And I, I have been involved with eight or nine or 10 auctions with these folks, and they do an incredible job of marketing the property. So you reach a much larger and more qualified demographic in a shorter period of time, and you can plan your life, pick the, you know when you're gonna sell, you know when you're gonna close, and you're ready to go on. So there's a lot of, lot of pluses. All right, you said it better than I ever could, and straight from a seller and agent advisor himself, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. I guess in closing, I'll just say thank you to everyone who's on the line, Carolyn and Don and Josh and Beth is hopefully getting that bidder registered right now. <laughs> Sanders and Kyle, thanks for your time. For everyone who's on the line, if you do happen to be an agent and haven't worked with us before, we're running a series of agent education seminars where we're offering auction certification if you join that seminar. It's a webinar and you can see those on our webinar website, which is blocktalknow.com. Blocktalknow includes all of the world tour series like we're doing like this, our agent education seminars, as well as other interview webinars that, that we're conducting through the weeks. We're doing two to three of them a week. The agent certifications are gonna be once a month. So June 19th, July 17th and August 21st. That is it for the day. I appreciate all of you and thank you for all of your hard work out there. I'm sure these are all going to perform well because they're really amazing properties and thanks everyone who's on the line. We had a good crew today and good questions. Everyone have a good rest of your afternoon.